Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning. Welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning. I hope your weekend was fantastic. It's Michael Guerin joining you to talk about harness racing in both Victoria and New South Wales. If you're in New South Wales, we race at Goulburn today. We're going to talk about that with Robbie Morris later because he and wife Kerry ann have horses engaged there, but also at the Inter-Dominions. The Inter-Dominions began at Ballarat on Saturday night. There was a strong New South Wales representation. It heads to Shepparton, also in Victoria, tomorrow night for the sprint heats, then to Geelong on Saturday. And so far, so good, it appears for Team McCarthy. So let's get into the New South Wales horses at the Interdoms. Luke McCarthy joins us. Good morning to you, Luke. Yeah, good morning, Nick. Mate, thank you for joining us. Um, expensive Ego didn't win his Inter-Dominion qualifying heat. It was the first of the three pacing heats on Saturday night. But, gee, I thought he was really good. Sitting parked, uh, three wide, then parked. I thought he was excellent. Yeah, I was really happy with him, Mick. And he sort of, done, like you said, he'd done a lot of work. And they went good time. And the track was quite wet. They couldn't drag it before that race. So... You know, when you take all them things into consideration, yeah, I thought it went really well. It was the fastest uh, time of the heats, and you were beaten by a horse who who had your back and outswooped you late. Expensive Ego hasn't had a busy last four weeks since the Victoria Cup, so do you think there'll be improvement in him? Well, hopefully, like he, you know, he went into that quite big and burly. Obviously, they got the three runs this week, so you know, he usually takes a lot of benefit from his runs and you know, he's pulled up really well and yeah we're looking forward to racing tomorrow night. Okay with this quick turnaround uh, uh, he obviously is a horse who seems to handle it, he raced well during the series last year, no concerns there even after a hard run on the wet track? No he sort of he bounces out of him really good Mick and even last year like he won his first seat at Maningle Went to Bathurst, sat three wide park, smashed the track record, 150, won at Newcastle and then raced amazing in the final. So he seems to get better with the series and he's pulled up really well. Tomorrow night he goes to 1,690 metres, so just a bit longer than a mile. And he's in an interesting heat because I cast no shadow, a horse you know well, and another horse you know well, Mac Dan, drawn inside you. And they both like to go forward as well. Is it a case where you see yourself maybe just getting off the gate, letting them sort themselves out and then probably having to be parked again? Yeah, on, on paper, you'd think you'd be parked again. And it doesn't seem to worry me when the chariot's parked. And But I I think if Cast No Shadow is quick enough to hold up, he will be very hard to beat. Um, you know, you've seen him troll at Albion Park in 49, I think it was, and on a 1,000-metre track. So, look, it's going really good and it's got the record, so it's always hard to beat. And Mac Dan's going good too. His run was good at Ballarat. So, But, yeah, we'll, we'll just roll forward and put ourselves up in the race again. Let's talk about the other contenders from Team McCarthy. Alter Orlando I thought was really good um, the other night. He was in Honolulu Bay's heat and he was up against some horses you know well, um, Zeus Brimac and Majestic Cruiser, and Spirit of St. Louis was in the same heat, but he just simply got too far back. 
So what what are the pass marks there for Alter Orlando and Spirit of St. Louis? You happy enough? Yeah, Alter's Alter's Alter. He never runs a bad race. He does a little bit of work early, gassing across, and then you know battled on well for fourth. He's probably getting a bit long in the tooth to compete with them. You know, good younger horses, but um, he doesn't disgrace himself and. He went good, and Lewis just had the bad draw and was a bit of a victim of circumstances. He couldn't do much. He tried to move early, but a couple went ahead of him, and they went in the first half slow and spread at home, so it was a non-event for him. But, yeah, he, he went, we thought he went pretty good, and he's pulled up well, so he'll take benefit from the run, and he'll go good Tuesday night. Also good was AG's White Sox. He was a horse you weren't sure you would take to the series. He got big points in the third of the heats on Saturday night. He finished third, so um, he's not halfway to the final, but he's on his way. Yeah, he went good. He smoked out of the gate, and obviously, same thing. Him and Alter are getting a bit old, but, um, you know, he, he went pretty good. Better Eclipse is obviously one of the main chances for the series, and, you know, he sort of run up inside him at the finish, and, yeah, I thought he went pretty good. Okay, AG's White Sox uh, in Spirit of St. Louis meet in the same heat um, tomorrow night. It's race six at 7.40. It doesn't look the strongest heat. Let's get to Spirit of St. Louis first. He's got barrier six. Obviously, everybody wants to go forward over these short trips. I thought he had half a chance to get outside the lead, or if not, in fact, lead. Um, Not... Too harshly, I thought there was gate speed outside him, but I thought the inside of him wasn't actually a very quick front line for an open class race. Yeah, but they surprise you, like a lot of them good horses do get out better when they're asked to. So, you know, he may get the ones inside him maybe quick, quick enough to hold him out, but he's, I think he's got to go forward and make sure he puts himself in the race and get some good points. Okay, is he going as well as he was this time last year when he was outstanding during the series? Well, I think he's building to it, Mickey. He hasn't had the racing. You know, he's obviously had a spell after the winter, the black, you know, the winter carnival. So he's just building back into that race fitness. And he only had the one one soft run in Sydney before the series. So, you know, the three runs in the week will obviously tighten him right up for the final. AG's White Sox follows out triple eight uh, in that heat. And look, I wouldn't think that was a great horse to be following out or maybe see you somewhere midfield on the outer. But getting those good points on the first night, I would suggest if he finishes top five, Luke, um, he's a long way toward the final. Yeah, like his run was good. And from that draw, you don't really have a choice how to drive him. You just punch through and, you know, let him work home. So, But no, he, he, he's pulled up good. He'll, he'll run another good race. In race seven tomorrow night, Alto Orlando gets the outside of the gate again, which isn't much fun. And there's a couple of quick ones inside you, Better Eclipse and Honolulu Bay. Is it a chance to do something different? Or at his stage of life, is there no point with that, Luke? Is it a case that you go forward and see where you end up? Because if you pull back, you're going to have a lot of good horses between you and the leaders. Yeah, you don't really have a choice within that first 200 metres. He naturally leads the gate anyway. Um, so he'll just smoke out and you know, usually quick enough to get to two wide at least and, and then wait for one of the better ones to pop back around him or something. Mate, we saw a good horse re-emerge uh, in the Tony Turnbull free-for-all from your barn the other night. Jillaby Kung Fu. Uh, he, he didn't beat the best horses in New South Wales, obviously, because they're at the Inter-Dominions, but 
Is he a horse who's still got it? We know he's serving mares these days. He's eight years old. He had a long time off the scene. Has he still got it to compete with those good horses when they do come home? Oh, we're not sure yet. And that's why he wasn't in the Inters, because we just thought we'd just get him back into racing while, obviously, all the top horses were away. And, you know, he'd had two years off the scene before we produced him in Brisbane. He'd come out one, two in a row, and then needed a break again, you know, because he'd had so long out and he had that spell. He's worked back up and come out one first up, so we're thrilled with him. And, you know, we just won't over-race him and just race him once a fortnight in Sydney and sort of more look to races like the Sherbourne and them sort of races over the summer, you know, because you would think that most of these Inner Dominion horses will have a break and get ready for the, you know, Ballarat Cups and Honey Cups. So it's probably a good time for him to be chiming back in in Sydney. At this very early stage, who's your best chance in the Inter-Dominion pacing series, Luke? Oh, I think we've always said it. There's not a lot between Ego and Lewis when they're both right, and depending on who gets the best run. So, you know, they're both great horses, and like Lewis has earned links over 700,000 this season, so he's done an amazing job, and we all know how good Ego is at his best. So there's not a lot between them. Um, they've just come down to barrier draws. Mate, we appreciate your time uh, and the efforts for you and Belinda to fly the New South Wales flag down there in Victoria, mate, and I'll see you tomorrow night at Shepparton. Yep, thanks, Nick. We head to Shepparton tomorrow night for the second round of the Inter-Dominions, three pacing and three trotting. And one man who was off the scene for a while and he's back with the vengeance and a horse who can win the Inter-Dominion is David Moran. He drove Honolulu Bay and he drove it a treat on the first night, smart enough to get outside the leader when they went slow and come home in 26.3 seconds. He's a high-speed horse, and David drove him a treat to get the job done. Good morning to you, David. Thank you for joining us, mate. Yeah, morning, Mick. Good to be on, mate. Um, Honolulu Bay, uh, I thought he was really good the other day, and we, we've known him for a long time. He's fast, but he showed a bit more strength than maybe we're used to. Is he getting better? Yeah, I think so, yeah. You know, this this, this racing at this level, um, you know, it's obviously, obviously going to do him good. Um, but, yeah, no, he's definitely he's definitely starting to strength up a lot more than, than what he was, that's for sure. Was it a tempo-dominated race? Because it looked like Zeus Bromek got the lead and Gavin was able to sneak relatively OK sectionals. They went a 157-mile rate, which is not quick for this grade. And by being outside the leader, it looked to me like you were just too fast for him. Yeah, I think so. That um, you know that early burn with with Gavin and Alta Orlando, um, you know he was obviously obviously with the heats and you know the, the four day back up. Um, people are generally going to not want to have too hard a run. So when he had to sort of burn early, that was um, you know he was always probably going to back off through the middle stages, which for us that was probably the the better spot to be rather than rather than be three wide down the back when they're running a quick quarter. It's easier just to be outside him when they backed off. Okay, let's talk about tomorrow night, Honolulu Bay. Really interesting race. In fact, I would say the race of the night at Shepparton. Again, for those just joining us, it's over the 1690 metres. So you're up against Better Eclipse, who also won a heat. He's got barrier two, you've got barrier three. You know what my next question is? <laughs> What's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, it's a really interesting race, Mick. Um, obviously, the mile suits my bike better, but... I personally don't think he, he's got the speed to cross better Eclipse. And at the same token, I think 
Elder Orlando will probably cross them all. Um, Greg's probably only got a kick up underneath me, and, and then he'll probably find the front. So whether we come out at all on him, um, you know, it's something we've probably got to take note um, a little bit close tomorrow. But I think it's just one of them races where you just got to gather points and, and uh, you know, try and not knock him around too, too much and finish in the best position possible. Is that a situation where if you are thinking 50 metres after the start, you can't leave and it's not going to be there for you? to maybe get outside the leader or sit 1-1 one, one and hope they go as slow as possible so you get as many points and maybe give yourself a chance of over, sprinting over the top of them? I think so. Um, I'm sort of probably, you know, just looking at it now on face value, I'm probably happy to be outside them. Um, so it makes me probably more think that, you know, if we don't, if we don't come out the gate whatsoever, we're, we're automatically going to... Yeah, we're going to lob outside them pretty quick, so uh, we shouldn't have to do a hell of a lot of work to get there. So I think if we if we lob there, that's where we'll be happy to stay and, and hold that position. He should run a really good race from there. I think he can probably still win even from the death, to be honest. You're driving a horse called Noratic Prince in this series. He was a good second the other night. He's probably a horse who's not ranked in the top ten in the series, but... He's a long way toward the final already, and he's got barrier three tomorrow on what's not a quick front line. How do you see him getting off the gate over the 1690? Yeah, he'll run the gate pretty good. Yeah, he, um, his form of late's really good. You know, run, he ran third to act now last week, and um, his runs prior to that had been, had been really good too. Um, whether, he can get, whether he can cross them early or not, I'm not 110%, he will go close to it. Um, does leave the gate quite good, but you've got Spirit of St. Louis and, and Torrid Saint in six and seven, which uh, which are both fast beginners and probably fast enough to, to get across him. So same sort of situation, Mick. It's, um, you know, we don't want to be don't want to be absolutely gutting them early and and uh, going down that path. So if we uh, we hand enough to him, which he should be, he'll run a really good race again. Mate, you're also training one of your own in the last race tomorrow night. Decent horse called Beach Memories. Um, Chris Alfred's driving this one. What's that? What's up with that? <laughs> oh, she's uh, she's quite a naughty girl. Uh, we've had a few disagreements uh, over the past twelve months with her scoring up, so um, it's easier for me just to uh, deal with her at home and and step off on race day and, and let Chris do the job. He he had a bit of luck with her early on. I think he he won three or four on her in a row and. Um, and had no problems, and then he had a little misdemeanour with her a couple of starts ago. But that's just her, mate. She's, uh, she's got a hell of a lot of, of ability, but um, she's got a little attitude problem, unfortunately. Okay, does she win tomorrow night for those punters who manage to stay awake till ten thirty-two? I think she will. Yeah, yeah. Now she's uh, she's got loads of ability, and she's out wide sort of thing on her own. So uh, she should be she should be fine. Fingers crossed. And uh, yeah, I think she'd be really hard to beat. You got a couple of nice drives early because people love to punt up early and get some money in the kitty. You're on Reckless Dream and you're on Orby. Um, what sort of chance Reckless Dream or Orby or even Bide Our Time is from your own stable who hasn't raced for a while? So can any of these get some money so we can load up the account? Yeah, Reckless Dream, uh, he's a real honest fella. He's, um, you know, the draw probably doesn't suit him a hell of a lot. He hasn't got a lot of gate speed anyway, but... Um, Miss X gets into the race good, been racing through the um, through all the Breeders' Crowns, um, going quite well for David Miles. So I think it's probably the probably the hardest one to beat, but he is, he is going good. He's an honest fella, but he will just rely on that little bit of luck in run running. Um, Orby, same sort of thing. She's a beautiful little mare that's 
just very honest and being going good, but she's lame close. And she'll, she'll go close, but she just needs that little bit of a card into it. And then the uh, the other two boys in race three, Maurice Bonus and, and Bide Our Time. Uh, Bide Our Time's first up. Um, he, he's going quite well. He, he tried good last week, uh, but he was first up, so he'll be better off for the run. And Maurice Bonus has been going terrific. I thought he'd be thought he'd be hard to beat in that race. David, your uh, former superstar, Lachlan Varart, who, who we all loved watching race and did such a great job. Um, he's off to the States. He's joined the Triton team over there. Any reports for his fan base here? Is he getting close to going around? Um, yeah, I'm not 100% sure, Mick. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I, uh, I haven't really heard a lot uh, on, how he's, on how he's going. Um, so, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't really tell you, to be honest. Mate, who's the horse to beat in the Inter-Dominion pacing series? I thought it was about five or six of them had close enough to equal chances and it might come down to barrier draws. Did you see anything on the first night to convince you otherwise? No, I, I thought Expensive Ego was terrific. I think he's probably the horse to beat through the series. I think um, you know he got better and better through each run last year and I think he'll do the same again this year. Um, so I think he's the horse to beat. But as you said, there's... Uh, there's five or six horses in the race that, you know, throughout the heat that were, were all good runs and that will will benefit from uh, from a couple of runs. And, um, but yeah, so I think it's going to be quite an open... I think it's a quite an open series, really. I don't think there's a real dominant horse, but for mine, I thought expensive. There go. Uh, would probably improve through the runs. David, we appreciate your time, mate. Um, good luck tomorrow night. Good luck during the series. Uh, look forward to seeing you in Victoria. No worries, Mick. Thanks for having me, mate. David Moran, who... Has Honolulu Bay as his main Inter Dominion drive. Also has Noratak Prince and a few others to follow tomorrow. Reckons he wins the last on the card as a trainer at Shepparton, ten thirty-two tomorrow night. If you've had a couple of coffees and you get a chance to make it that far. Getting back to the New South Wales theme in this Inter Dominion, Robbie Morris and his wife Kerry Ann have horses in both the pacing and trotting series. I believe Robbie is with us now. Robbie, good morning to you, buddy. How are you enjoying the Edadoms? Good, mate. Really good. Yeah, no, it's, um, it was good to get through the first night of heats. We had a bit of a bit of a down to start off with, and then an up to hit the line really good. So, um, yeah, hopefully they can both go to Shepparton in the morrow night in good spirits. Let's talk about the down. Phoebe Onyx um, was poor by his standards in the trotting heat behind Just Believe. Had the vet to him. Are the bloods back yet? Do you have any idea what's going on? Yeah, well, he actually, um, the bloods haven't come back yet. They'd be back late this afternoon, but he got the thumps. Um, that's where their, their heart just sort of was pumping really strong and it was a little bit out of rhythm. Um, it come back into rhythm fairly quick. Um, had a quick chat with, with Mick Boats that boots that owns half of him and, and Keza and um, sort of we didn't know where to go from there and then the vet sort of said that once his heart's back in rhythm um, he should be okay you know there's, there's plenty of vets that, that think it doesn't really worry him it's just one of them things there's no real science to it it's just one of them things you've just got to go by how he is but he seems perfect he seemed perfectly fine yesterday um, he was super happy this morning on his jog swim so at this stage he's still going around his bloods will will tell the story though obviously he comes first and we'll be taking no risks He's been a really good acquisition to the stable and um, we think he's got a pretty nice future. So if we think there's any doubt, he will come out. But at this stage, I, I think he's going around. He seems good and, and the vet's been there. Simon Robinson's been there twice to check on his heart and everything seems really good. So hopefully everything's back to normal. 
Now, the pacing heats are an interesting one for you in Kerry-Ann because we'll, we'll get to your stable horse first. Pete's said so. Ran fifth in his heat to act now an expensive ego, continuing this remarkable renaissance he's had in the last six months. I thought he was really good, and he finished fifth behind the Black Prince, but tomorrow the Black Prince and he meet again in another heat, and this time you're driving the Black Prince for Roy Roots Jr., and Kerry Ann is driving Pete Said So. So talk me through that. Yeah, it's um, it's a real pain. You know, I don't think, you know, the connections of, of Black Prince really wanted me on and the connections of Pete said so obviously really wanted me on. I think it's it's a real hiccup that they've had this year that drivers haven't been split. Um, there's been a number of drivers. I think Jack Callaghan got caught the first night and I've been caught two nights in a row now um, with me two main drives clashing in the same race. And um, Borgie and, and, and Rootsy, the whole team, were really understanding on, on the first night of heat, so I had to make a tough call. And um, I, I went with Pete said so and, and Black Prince raced terrific. And then... Really, just come down to barrier draw on 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 Tuesday. Um, you know, Black Prince has been dealt with a fairly fairly handy barrier draw, being won the second row, and and poor old Pete said so. Story of his life. He, he just got jammed in barrier six again in probably one of the hardest Inter Dominion heats you'll ever see. It looks like half the final field in it. So from out there, he's he's going to need a hell of a lot of luck. And I, I just said to Kerry, I, looking at it on on face value. He's going terrific. His run on, on Saturday night was outstanding, but he really needs some luck early and, and he needs to try and run another fourth or fifth and then hopefully get a good draw in the last lot of heats. And, and the reason I stuck with Black Prince is he's been such a good horse to me. I didn't want to get off him with the start to start off with, I, but he's got such a great draw. I think he's going to get a perfect little trip behind I Cast No Shadow. He's going to be tree fence at worst and he's, he's won a number of big races darting back up the fence. So that's why I went that way. Talk, me about, talk to me about that heat, because I cast no shadow. We just spoke to Luke McCarthy a while ago, and he said he thinks I cast no shadow is a really good chance if it can hold Mac down at the start, and there's a bit of pressure outside and expensive ego, as you mentioned. You know these horses pretty well. Do you think I cast no shadow can hold Mark down? And, of course, that would put the Black Prince in the trail, and that's a whole different kettle of fish. Yeah, it is. You know, in these races, as you very well know, they're all super horses. A lot of the time comes down to, to barrier draws and trips. Um, I, I think Castle Shadow will hold. On the gate speed that Mac Dean showed on Saturday night, it, it, and it's always a different story if you draw six and one draws one. Well, then maybe Mac Dean might slingshot across him. But drawing three, he, he's only got one horse in between him and Cast No Shadow. He might get a neck. To maybe half a length on Cast No Shadow, but I don't think he'll clear him unless Cam wants him to clear him, and I don't think they'll be too keen on handing up the front of him. I thought Cast No Shadow's run on on Saturday night was terrific. You give him the rail, he'll be hard to chase. He'll be hard enough to chase for me, but I think that's our perfect trip if um, I Cast No Shadow can hold up, which I think on his gate speed, I think he can, and that'll give the Black Prince a really good running behind the leader. Mate, we head to Goulburn today. Obviously, you can't be there because you're in Victoria, but you've got um, a few in from the stable. So let's bounce through these. First race goes at 2.17. You have strength of heart. Um, it's been in this grade for a while, very consistent, tries its heart at every time. Has to be a chance today. 
Yeah, he does. He, you know, these sort of trips suit him. Um, dropping back to the Goulburn grade out of the Tuesday grade always helps him. Um, like you said, he tries his guts out. He lacked a little bit on high speed and a bit of star quality. But in this race, he probably finds himself in a really good spot. Um, I think he'll, he'll definitely be a good each way chance. Bonus bet is a lovely filly. And again, she finds herself in the right type of race. I thought it was a two-horse race to third on the card at 3.33. Her against Ideal Heaven. Yeah, definitely. She's a nice little filly going forward. Um, we're just sort of trying to season her up a little bit. I think she sort of will be an Oaks filly later on. Um, she's she's an exceptionally well-bred filly, and she seems to be getting better all the time. She got knocked down at Newcastle the other day, which was unfortunate. Um, but she'll roll forward. She'll make a presence felt, and um, she's probably lobbed into her. I think it's a two-win mare's race. So, you know, I know she's given them a little bit away on age category, but... Um, probably makes it up with a bit of power behind her. Another one giving away a few ratings points is what a feeling, and but really good winning on debut at Newcastle. Excellent next time out. Some of these have been knocking around for a while on race five, so I thought what a feeling had to be a chance, providing she doesn't get kept wide on the track for too long. Yeah, he's um he's one of them two-year-olds that we, we bought early on in his life, bought him from the yearling sales. He's actually... A, excuse me, and all that family. So um, he didn't show all that much early on, and then he just kept getting better and better, and he's after that little mare we've got, Yuko's ultra-consistent. And he's half the other day at Newcastle. I think he got home in, like, low low 56s, high 55s. Um, yeah, he seems to be above average as well. He's probably a little bit immature and, and a little bit on race experience. He lets himself down a touch. But if he can get a good trip, he'll be hitting the line really strong. Robbie, um, we haven't spoken much about the Trotters series apart from Phoebe Onyx, but we have spoken, you and I, in the past about the fact that New Zealand has three very good Trotters and whichever one of them turned up in the series was going to be hard to beat. Um, what did you make of Bolt for brilliance the other night? I know you wouldn't have seen him in the flesh before, but he looked to have a little bit on most of these. Yeah, I actually, the first person I saw when I bumped in was Tony. I shook his hand and said hello, and he had him in his, in his other hand and... I tell you, he looked he looked magnificent, and um, just in walking through the barn when he got there was enough to scare me. And then he stepped foot onto the track, and then I think he scared everybody. Um, he's yeah, a beautiful gated trotter, just done it effortlessly. Um, I know it was only the first into the million heat we've seen, but I think he stamped himself as the favourite pretty quick. Um, it's just so, you know, he's been racing button heads from Sunday Sun and them trotters over there, and it just goes to show. Not potting out trotters, but it just goes to show how much stronger you are over there in the trotting race and you get to those free for all grades. You know, he um, um he just felt to him on Saturday night. He looked awfully hard to beat. Mate, it's great to hear that Phoebe Onyx has recovered from the thumps and that you and Kerry Ann are having a bit of fun down there in Victoria. I'm sure the staff at home are working very, very hard because you've got a big barn. Mate, good luck at Goulburn today. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, get the ship in and get round safe tomorrow night. Thanks, mate. Have a good one. That's Robbie Morris, um, him and Kerry and his wife. They have two in the Inter-Dominions, and Robbie's actually driving against his wife tomorrow for another stable. So that's what happens when you don't split the drivers. We thank Luke McCarthy and David Moran for their time. The heats tomorrow night at Shepparton go in reverse this time, so the paces run first. It was the other way at Ballarat the other night. First of the heats, you can set a win and they don't happen too early, is 7.06. So just after 7 o'clock, you have your dinner, set a win, three pacing heats in a row, then three trotting heats in a row, 
and we're done before 10 o'clock. Three hours of outstanding harness racing with plenty of New South Wales representation. That's from 7 tomorrow night. Fields come out Tuesday night for the meeting at Geelong on Saturday. That'll be covered by Brittany Graham, 10.30 on Wednesday morning and on the pace, and then we'll rejoin you with more harness racing for winners on Friday to look at those Geelong heats and, of course, at Menangle. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us here this morning on Sky Sports Radio.